the kick is away. And the kick is... It's gone! And now for something completely different. Hey everybody, I'm Chef Tim Lopez. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. I work as a line chef and first cook at the Eagles Novacare in South Philadelphia. And this show is about taking a look at football through the foods that we all love. We're going to talk with players, coaches, chefs, and celebrities about the food culture of our team and our Eagles community. This is Feeding the Birds. Hey everybody, Chef Tim Lopez. Welcome to the Feeding the Birds podcast once again. Pleasure for me to be here as always talking to you about food and our favorite football team, the Philadelphia Eagles. On today's show, I know it's past Thanksgiving, but we are very thankful to talk to some of our Eagles Novacare Complex chefs about their Thanksgiving traditions and what they hooked up. We also had a chance to catch up with Andre Moore. He helps keep that smoothie bar running, staying fresh to help feed the birds. But first, we have an interview with Jordan Hicks. He's in recovery. He's going to tell us a little bit about his favorite cuisine, a little bit about some barbecue differences between Texas and Philly, and also how his diet's changed from being on the field to being in rehab. So let's get to it. Here's Jordan Hicks. How you been? Been great. Been great. Rehabbing is coming along and finally healing up and making some good strides. What is it like being down? It's tough. Right now is pretty basic. Can't really do much, but the rehab itself is going well. You know, you see strides, you focus on the daily victories that you have and puts a lot of things in perspective. You get to understand a lot of the things that you take for granted every day. I would understand that. Yeah. I understand that. And I assume the food that you're eating now in recovery, it's a little bit different than what you're eating when you were active on the field. Can yeah, you tell us a little bit about that? It's a little bit cleaner. You know, I'm not burning the excess amount of calories going out to practice and being on my feet and doing walkthroughs and stuff like that. You know, right now it's more, you know, I got a meal plan and a lot of greens, a lot of fruits, staying away from bread and lean meats, just trying to be super clean so that while I'm out and while I'm not burning that much, that I'm putting the right food in my body so that I can heal optimally. I understand that, man. So you're not gaining anything. You're not gaining any weight. So you really have to watch what you're eating now. Exactly. Completely get it. But when you were active, even back when you were in college, I'm sure you had a much more varied diet. I mean, you, you grew up in uh, Cincinnati, right? Tell me a little bit about Skyline Chili. I know it's yeah. huge out there. <laughs> so Cincinnati's famous for the chili, Skyline, and it was a go-to at just about all times of the day. High school kid trying to put on weight, go there, get a three-way. The three-way, for people who don't know, is noodles, like spaghetti noodles with Skyline chili on top and then cheese on top of that. A lot of cheese, right? A lot of cheese. A lot of cheese. Like, there's some pictures I've seen. And I think we even did it when y'all played Cincinnati a couple of years ago. We yeah. did it as a devour the competition. Yeah. And I could not believe the amount of cheese they wanted me to buy. I said, you for real? And they're like, yeah, it looked like <laughs> half a pound of shredded cheddar just sitting on top of there and like a mountain. It's so good. It's a different type of chili, right? You you wonder how they can make chili like that, but it's a lot different than what people expect. So, but it's a staple of Cincinnati. It's a staple of what I grew up on. And, you know, we did a lot of things with it from chips and dip to it. Then you make your own chili dip, put the chili on hot dogs or, or whatever it is. So it's pretty much served with everything. Then, exactly. Man. That's pretty cool, man. I'm a big chili fan. We, yeah. we do a lot of chili in the cafe. What do you think of our chili here? You think we bring it or? Yeah, I think you bring it. It's not Skyline. You guys, no, haven't, you guys haven't tested skyline. out the Skyline. Yeah, I, that I might need, be I need next. To get back huh? into the Skyline. I can do it next. That might that's be a next. request. I will. I will. You know what? That. Do a Cincinnati day. You got Cincinnati that some day. Montgomery in. Did we do Montgomery in? We didn't. 
No, I don't think we've okay, been. Okay, that's that's the barbecue we got out there. We got La Rosa's Pizza. That's a staple of Cincinnati. Yeah, we could do a that. Cincinnati I'll do, I'll do day. some research. All right. I'll get in there. Okay. I don't call up the restaurants or anything. I just want people to know that. I don't just be calling the chefs and trying to steal recipes. <laughs> what I do is I, I try to crack the code. You know, I try to look at what's being put out and say, uh, all right, how am I going to make this in a way that everybody will know exactly what it is when they see it, and mm-hmm. it'll still kind of taste like what's going on. So right. that's something I really love doing. Do so a great job of it. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Do you have any uh, go-to foods or guilty pleasures besides the chili when you were coming up well, in Cincinnati? Not really in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, it was all about gaining weight. I mean, I, I would do like a milkshake a night. I was about 210, maybe like 205 linebacker, just playing basketball all the time and doing all this stuff. So when I was growing up, my mom would make me a ice cream milkshake every night, super heavy, nice. so that I could freaking gain weight. Oh, I love um, your mom. That's awesome. Yeah, but guilty pleasures now would, my wife is Mexican and has to be Mexican food. I could do tacos at every single meal of the day. I could do queso every meal of the day, guac and chips and salsa. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she does a great job. I am. That is fantastic, man. I love that type of stuff, too. I I hook that up a lot here. Obviously, we do a ton of it. But at home, it's like a go-to because it's so easy to make that stuff up. So I make that a lot for the family as well. We do a good job of making it healthy. There's different types of tortillas that you can get and put your lean meat in there and go to work. I know what's not lean, though. What's that? Some of the food you had at University of Texas. You oh. told me that the ribs were to die for down there. Tell me about some of that food. Man. I heard a lot of Texas stories. So. Texas has some really good food. Probably my favorite Texas food is probably brisket. Amen. Oh, my goodness. No, we're doing some brisket tomorrow. See? And I'll be in there. Um, that shotgun smoke <laughs> right back, man. That thing is killer. It is wild. I, I had never had brisket until I got to Texas, and it was unbelievable. Changed the way I look at barbecue. Is that right? It is. They got heat down there. They bring a lot of heat. It's not so much about the sauce. It's about the rub. Right. Right. Yeah, it's all rub. It's spice and, you know, the Texas dry spice barbecue rubs. And it's unbelievable, man. You look at Instagram and see some of these briskets that people make up and they just bounce because they're so juicy. Mm-hmm. And it's unbelievable. You push on them and the juice comes out. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. We're going to bring that tomorrow. There we go. We'll definitely bring it tomorrow. Excited for it. Yeah, Chef Matt Esham has been hooking that up and rolling with that smoker. He's yeah. really bringing it. Do you prefer the brisket, obviously Texas style? Do you prefer one with like a really heavy bark on it? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Where it's almost crispy? Yes. Myself as well. Sometimes it's hard to do that. Yeah. If you get too much moisture inside your cooker, you never develop that crust. So. Yeah. That's a key part of it. I tried one at home and it didn't come out great. And so how'd you hook it up? What'd you do? Well, so I, I have a trigger at home. Okay. Um, and it's a 100% smoker and smoked it for like... 12, 13, 14 hours and had everybody, had the family over to the house. and It was good. It didn't have the crust on the outside. What do you call it? The The bark. The bark on the outside. But it was solid, man. I I think for my first one, I think I did pretty good. Yeah. Nice and tender and juicy. Yeah, it was super tender. First time I did brisket, I had a nice tender juicy brisket, but I had not gone to culinary yet. I didn't know anything about what I was doing. I just wanted to try it. I was just fooling around and it was tender, but I sliced it the wrong way. Are you yeah. familiar with the slicing? But it's against the grain. It's right? against the grain. Yeah. That's right. If you slice it with the grain, you might as well just be like ripping on a piece of Slim Jim yep. because you can't bust through that grain. Yep. So yeah, and everybody was raving about the flavor. Like, why is it so tough? It was in your <laughs> cooker for fifteen hours. I was like, I, I can't figure figure it out and then a week went by and i was just smacking myself in the head because it was just the dumbest thing i'd ever done and i've never sliced with the grain ever again even turkey when i'm slicing turkey now i look for grain every time i slice anything even a loaf of bread like i I just don't (laughs) want to screw it up you know so i'm glad you like brisket man 
that is going to bring some real good brisket. Yeah, we we love cooking that stuff in that smoker for y'all out back. That yeah, was a real find for us. You're at practice and you smell it. That's the idea. And it's gets you hungry out Absolutely. there at practice. So everybody comes in. I love when starving. you guys come running in, man. Yeah. You know. You have any particular favorite food beside brisket that we hook up here? I don't think you can ever go wrong with the steaks, the marinated chicken. I try to stay with the lean meats. I love Taco Day again. I love I love Taco Day. Everybody and recently knows. I've been doing the uh making it a taco salad, you know, getting the greens and putting all the meats, all the I've ingredients that, in yeah. there. Like what you said before, you got to keep it lean yep. while you're yeah. off your so, feet. So take I out understand. the tortilla and try to keep some of the lean stuff in there. So, there yeah, go. those are my days. That's awesome, man. We used to get flack, believe it or not, from ESPN for running Taco Day once a week. This is Whoa. before your time, I think. We used to run it every Thursday to the point where everybody would call it Taco Thursday. Yeah. And uh, ESPN started just busting on us mad about, oh, yeah, it's a smorgasbord in there. And these guys are just stuffing themselves. And oh, Taco man. Thursday and all this stuff. So literally, we upended the menu and kind of got away from it in the past few years, I'd say like maybe in the past five, six years. So now we were bringing it like once a month. Maybe we flip it into a fajita day. Still try to keep the main flavors, you know, have like a really good guac, have like a homemade pico, stuff like that. But yeah, they used to bring it every week. It's taco Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in my household. You lucky guy. (laughs) That's all I got to say. Every time you come home, you know you're going to be hungry because it's ready. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Now, Thanksgiving just passed. Yes. Did you guys have a nice hooked up Thanksgiving, we you did. and your wife? A bunch of us went to Carson Wentz's and hung out at his house. He's oh, got very a cool. place with a bunch of land and just a place where we can get away and relax. There was a bunch of us out there and everybody brought their own meals. It was kind of like potluck. Like a potluck? Yeah, everybody brought uh, I wish I could have snuck in. I would have brought something it was, for you. It was that pretty awesome. Great. Yeah, we would have loved that. Yeah, it would have been sweet, man. We, next uh, year, next year. There you go. We had just about every type of Thanksgiving food you could think about. So did the wife brings something Mexican. Did she hook it up? No, she, she didn't represent. What did she do? She brought the green bean casserole, which was on point. She brought desserts. I know that. And the stuffing. She did a homemade stuffing. She did a really good job. My wife's a really good cook. She, uh, I'm hearing that. Yeah, yeah. She, does a good, she does a good job. I'm a lucky man. You are a lucky guy. Yeah. Did she have to change her cooking style a little bit now that you've been off your feet? Well, so she grew up Mexican, obviously. She grew up with that culture and in the kitchen with her family. And, you know, Sundays and weekends, everybody packs in the kitchen and a bunch of family just cook for everybody. So she's been in the kitchen before. And recently, actually within the past few years, she's really cleaned up what we eat and alternate, like I said, like the tortillas. You know, she's getting a different, they're not grain, but I think they're like almond wheat or almond something tortillas where it's easier to digest and stuff like that. Exactly. A little bit cleaner. Exactly. I get it. Get away from the corn, get away from the weed and try to clean it up. So she's modified on her own, not just for me, but for her as well. So she's done a great job that's terrific yeah i love to hear about other folks families hooking stuff up we did some interviews with chefs in the kitchen talked about different things that we hooked up for thanksgiving and uh one of the things that I found, I've been in Philly a little while, but I came from upstate New York, and we did not have mac and cheese on the Thanksgiving dinner mm. table. Did you have any growing up? I did. Yeah, I actually did. I had a, uh, like a breadcrumb. Like a, a toasted breadcrumbs yes, on the top of the crust. Yes, mac and cheese. Oh, my god! Yeah, my grandmother just used to hook up, like, old school German-style Thanksgiving. Yeah, She's like, Depression-era. She never did the mac and cheese, though. So I came to Philly, <laughs> gotta have and everybody's it. like, do y'all have mac and cheese for Thanksgiving? I'm like, why? I'm like, isn't that kind of like a barbecue thing? Yeah, put some barbecue <laughs> chicken on the table. I'm like, we're having turkey. They said, so what? <laughs> so what? So my larder has grown. Yeah. I've tried to cook a lot more variety, but my yeah. family is very plain. Their, their taste buds are so really? plain. So it's hard to cook here and then have family over for the holidays, and they're just like, what'd you put in this? I'm like, flavor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to have some flavor in your life, you know? That's good, too. 
Let me ask you about <laughs> Philadelphia. You've yeah. been here a little while. Is there yeah. any restaurants or any like go-to joints that just knock your socks off well, that you love their food? Besides your wife's food, we know yeah. her food is See, the bomb. But. So it's got to go Mexican again. It's tequilas. Going over to tequilas. There, I've been there, there man. Locus. That place yeah. is awesome. That place is, we're there probably twice a week. Oh, very cool. <laughs> she gets a but night off and you go to tequila. Yeah, so. it's a go-to spot for us. We've gone there. We've tried Elvez. You know, there's a couple of places we want to try. We do date night every week. We try to hit a bunch of spots around the city. A lot of the go-to spots you hear talked about. And there's a few places on the to-do list that are on a wait menu. We go to uh, Tallulah's Garden quite a bit. Really good food there. So, yeah, we love the food here in Philly. We're lucky to be from Austin, which is a foodie city, and be able to transition here, which is a foodie city as well, Absolutely. but in a different way. Yeah, I love Philadelphia that yeah. way. What's the oddest type of cuisine you've had? So I went to... I'm losing the name of it. It's here in Philadelphia. And it's one of those places you just go to. There was like six tables and it's all chef cuisine, right? Okay. It's all based on what the chef wants to bring. He just you. hooks it up and brings and it And he out. just hooks it up. And I went there and they had this little, it was like a bowl, but it was covered on top and they had wood fire roasted everything in the bowl. And on the bottom was this mushroom like puree. And I'm not a big mushroom fan, but it was good. And then they had a bunch of crispy leaves and all these different things in there. And then they had an ostrich egg, not an ostrich egg, a some type of egg. Weird, but you poked it, and obviously the yolk came out, and you mixed it all together with the mushrooms and the with the mushrooms and the crispy leaves, and, and it taste? was like an autumny type of flavor. Really? It was really cool, but yeah. you had to go there with an open mind because you had no clue what you yes. were getting. Yeah, absolutely. you know. And so I tried it, and it was okay, but it was a really cool experience. I like trying this stuff. I've done that myself. I've done a couple of those events where the chef will cook, and they say, you know, you just come in, you're paying your flat price, yeah. whatever the guy brings out, he brings out. Right. Most of the time, we're good, but I had never encountered rabbit before. Yeah presented in such a way <laughs> i'm not one to cook rabbit that yeah. much uh-huh. i really actually have never done it so uh really? we, we go to the restaurant and the guy just brings it out and there's no mistaking that it is a rabbit <laughs> because he roasted like they must have skinned it and just roasted oh, it oh man and everything was there and wow. so the people i was with this girl was real skittish she says can you guys just take the head off Oh, my god! And they're like, well, that would be an insult to the chef. And so she left. She just left. She took off. It was my date. She left. Oh, man. So I'm sitting there eating a headless rabbit, and that was the <laughs> oddest food experience I had that my date left. So, yeah. So, uh, Janine, listen, if you're out there, they took the head off. You still left. So you had a chance to be Mrs. Chef Tim Lopez, but you blew it. Come on, Janine. You blew it. You got to be better than that. I hope you're doing all right. I don't know where you're at. Anyway, (laughs) there you go. You got anything else you want to add about our food culture here in Philly, man, or inside this building? Oh, man, I love it. I heard actually somebody just recently talk about the food at other places and how this place stands out. And we're lucky to have you guys, and we appreciate all you guys do. And there's a lot of work that goes into it every single day. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know that, and I want you to know we appreciate you. Thank you very much. We appreciate you guys. Like I always say, if you guys didn't show up, I'd have nothing to do. That's right. So somebody's got to eat it. I'll cook it. You come and eat it. And that's how we all feel. It's a pleasure to work for you guys. Not only because of your record this season, but me personally, I've been here a little over 10 years, and I've just had such a positive experience feeding the team and all the staff here and everything. It's like one big family. So it is. Jordan Hicks, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate talking to you about your go-to foods, the Mexican food that your wife brings. It's really awesome and how much you appreciate everything we do here to help feed the birds. So thank you so much, sir. Thanks for having me. No problem. 
It was an absolute pleasure to talk with good old number 58, Jordan Hicks, and we wish him a speedy recovery. He is not only a leader on that field, he's a leader in the locker room. I know a lot of the guys look up to him, and what a wonderful treat to be able to talk with him about some of his favorite foods and hear about that wonderful Mexican cuisine that his wife brings. So up next, speaking about favorite foods, we have an interview with Andre Moore. He's one of our kitchen crew. He's absolutely fantastic. He's all energy, and he has to be because he has to maintain this smoothie bar that we put out in that cafe every day, and that thing is hit by players, coaches, staff, guys from the stadium, the grounds crew. Everybody loves that smoothie bar, and our interview with Andre is going to talk about just how hard it is to keep that thing rolling every day, as well as a little bit of a look behind the scenes and what it's like for our kitchen staff when it gets hectic back there. We are sitting down with a treasure from the kitchen today. We're sitting down with Mr. Andre Moore, and he is here to tell us about a lot of the stuff he does. He's pretty much a jack-of-all-trades master. Master of nothing. Master of nothing, as he would put it back in the Eagles Novacare Complex kitchen. So, Andre, tell us about what you do on a daily basis to help these birds fly every day. On a daily basis, I basically come in around 5.30 to 6 o'clock. Yeah. Between that time frame, get dressed, you know, make sure I put the smoothie bar out. And if it's not prepped the night before, then, gosh. Well, how important is that smoothie bar to what our birds do here? Oh, that's the most important. Is that the most important thing? That's, that's one of on? the most important things. What's the prep like for something like that? Like, what types of stuff is on there, and how often do you have to refill that thing? Cutting five cases of pineapple, 12 cases of strawberries, and this is throughout the days. This is you daily? Know? This no. is how much fruit they're going through on a day's basis? Yes, on a daily basis. On a daily basis, because that's the team, the coaches. Staff. Uh, staff, anybody else that might come in, visitors, anything like that, and they're hitting that smoothie bar hard all day long, even for all dinner day. time, right? Yeah, and the thing about it is even between switching between lunch and breakfast, the smoothie bar stays out. So people come wandering in, you yeah, know. because that's something easy that they can hook up. Yeah, they could hook it up. Not only that, but also due to the fact that whenever drinking a smoothie, they'll put flax seeds or chia seeds in there, mm-hmm. which helps keep them full until lunchtime or until they're able to eat. I'm glad we have that available for them. But then I also forget sometimes that, oh, wait, I have two armies now because now i got a whole facility of people that's going to want smoothies. And a lot of people are expecting a smoothie in the morning time because not everybody feels like eating breakfast or they may not have the time to. So what I do is I try to make it as easy as possible for them. I make sure I keep the blenders outside. I have the tops there, show people how to work the machine if they don't know how to work the machines. Mm -hmm. I keep two protein ways, the Gatorade protein ways. I have chocolate and vanilla. Keep my honey there because people don't know that honey is a supplement for sweetener. And also, what about that green thing that's sitting there all the time, the spinach? I'm working the breakfast bar, right? I'm working the omelet station. I got people coming up to me, can I borrow some spinach? I'm like, what are you borrowing spinach for? There's no more at the smoothie bar. We've got to go through like a couple cases of spinach just in the morning time alone. People are blending that spinach up and drinking it. People love spinach so much that instead of keeping one crock of spinach out there, I have to keep two. You have to keep two and, two and back- refill that. And two backups. Absolutely. Just in case they run out of those. That's crazy, man. But it's good. People are getting their greens. People they're, are they're getting, getting their they, greens. This you know, is what I love. There. When you're not doing that smoothie bar, what else are you doing to help us out in the kitchen? Everything. Everything? Can you be a little bit more specific, sir? Specifically, what I'll say is helping out chef, prepping anything he asks me to prep, helping you out, getting you anything you need for your hotline or just for anything that you're doing. Sure. Helping out Delhi whenever Gary isn't here, I definitely step in. You know, even if I have to go on the register, I don't mind. So you're pretty much a guy that steps in wherever there's need. Today, I saw you were doing a lot of grilling. You yes, were on the sir. grill for quite a while. Tens marking off those beautiful steaks. You did a really good crosshatch pattern on the steaks, which Thank we you. threw up on Instagram. You were grilling off some chicken. You were helping prep the deli, doing stuff with the soup, doing stuff with the salad bar. 
Andre is a very valuable member of our team. He pretty Thank much you. steps in wherever there's a need. So You don't know how much that actually means to me. Coming from you, it's because you're the first face I see here in the morning time. So I apologize. See? really just <laughs> probably look somewhere else then. If that really messes you up in the morning, I'm sorry. But no, you make I'm me here. This, morning, you know, I'm here at 4 o'clock. So when you roll in, I'm actually happy to see you because, you know, otherwise it's like cooking in a ghost town. All right, tell us a little bit more about some of the foods that you like that we make at the NovaCare Complex Cafe for some of our Eagles and our players and our uh, team. One of the biggest things I love specifically, brisket. The brisket? And the fact that we have a new smoker at that. Like I love looking at the door open up just because I get to see that logo moving, flying the way it normally does. Yeah. And just doing what I do every day and seeing what goes on outside of what I do is just a beautiful thing. Like I could sit there on the TV and say, wow, I'm a part of this team, you know? I feel the same way. I feel like we're kind of helping fuel these guys and getting them ready to go out and get a victory every time they play. So. I feel as though every time they sit down in that cafeteria, they're just thinking about going to war. It's like, if you ever seen the Army eat, it yeah. kind of looks yeah, like that. I've seen that. So no. we're, we're feeding our football army to go take on everybody. Yeah, we go to war. What do you normally eat on a daily basis? Cheesesteak platters, salt, pepper, ketchup. I like wonton soup. I like a whole different variety of foods. I love Asian noodle soups. That's some good stuff. Wraps. When it comes to making sandwiches, I love the Italian special that I make sometimes whenever I'm given a chance to make it. You guys are making unhealthy foods healthier, and we're finding each and every way to do that. I think we present a variety of foods in a different way, especially when we kick with the gourmet pizzas, a lot of the uh, stuff that's put out on the salad bar, a lot of the composed salads and different things that we're able to offer on a daily basis, just with a twist. So everybody gets to have something they like, but maybe not in the most unhealthy fashion. Honestly, your pizza is probably the best pizza I've had is that right? in a long time. Very and cool, man. just the fact that you have variety to it. You always tell me how much you like the pizza. What do you, My what, favorite, favorite one, one is the bread pizza you make. With oh, broccoli, oh, the giant. The yeah, broccoli, we, we started taking a three-foot hoagie and like splitting that in half and making this giant French bread pizza, and everybody seems to kill it. It was a white pizza, right, with Alfredo, roasted garlic, and broccoli? You did that one, and you also did one with marinara. Yes, I think I remember that. Just the thought of it, I was like, wow, that's amazing. We should definitely do that. You know, when you cook the same stuff a lot, because there's a lot of things that we make, you know, in the cafe that are favorites. But as I had this conversation with Chef Noel, when we had a chance to talk about the snacks that he makes the team, you kind of have to put a different spin on things. You kind of have to bring your A game all the time, but it can't be the same way all the time. So I think we do that a lot in the cafe. And we try the gourmet pizzas and the different types of things like the noodle bars and the pasta bars, you know, so... Thanks again, Andre, for sitting down with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. Anytime, man. Everything to me. Anytime. This was, a, this was a great interview. I'm really glad you had a chance to make it in the studio today. Thank Thanks you. Thanks a lot, brother. My guy. You know what it is. Yeah, that's right. So I had a good time talking with Andre. He's quite a guy. Really brings it every day. I really appreciate him for it, as I'm sure all of us do, because that smoothie bar is a very important thing. And we're very, very thankful for all of our chefs. And I know Thanksgiving had just passed, but we had a chance to walk through the Eagles Novacare Complex Kitchen and talk with our chefs about their Thanksgiving experiences. Now, when you work in food service, Thanksgiving is a very important holiday. Whether you're working on Thanksgiving or you're just hooking it up for your family at home, each chef kind of brings their own little spin to what is a traditional holiday. So we talked with Chef Pee Wee. We talked with Chef Gary, Chef Jason, and Chef Matt about their Thanksgiving and what they hooked up. We're here with Pee Wee. Hey! Everybody knows Pee Wee. If you don't know Pee Wee, it's uh, Mr. Pee Wee Williford. He's been <laughs> sous chef here at the let's Eagles Nova Let's keep that for next week. Oh, next week. <laughs> yeah. How long you been sous chef here, man? 17 years. 17 years. Yes. We're here to talk to you about your Thanksgiving traditions. Okay. What did you hook up for your family this year? Well, we had uh, short ribs. We had barbecue chicken. We had fried chicken. We had fried fish. 
turkey, ham, seafood salad, potato salad, collard greens. And the biggest thing we had that everybody liked, we do twice a year, is chitterlings. Chitterlings. (laughs) Can you explain chitterlings? What are chitterlings? Chitterlings is the pig's stomach. You boil them and boil them and boil them. You put hog maws in them and you put pig ears in them just to give it a little bit of bulk. But you cook them for about 8 to 10 hours until they melt in your mouth. Put hot sauce on them. That's what makes it good. Hot sauce is the key of eating chitterlings. I like how you hook it up, man. Yeah. That's solid. Yep. All right, very cool. We got Chef Gary over here. Gonna tell us about what you made for Thanksgiving, brother. Oh, man, I made turkey. Well, I, I cooked myself, but uh, I went over to my daughter's house for dinner. She cooked it every day this year. So I thought she was cooking, but she surprised me. So we went over there. She had duck. She had fish. She had everything over had there, duck man. duck and fish? Everything. And it was, it was the best uh, Thanksgiving I had because I had all my grandkids over there, and, and they helped and participated in their cooking and stuff. And we had a nice time. The whole family got involved the whole cooking. Family got That's involved. great, man. That's the best when everybody helps out. Nice. So Thanks, brother. You Appreciate anytime, you, man. Brother. Thanks anytime. for your time, man. Got Chef Jason here. It's Chef Jason Boniak. How you How doing, you doing bro? Doing good, brother. Tell us a little bit about your Thanksgiving, bud. Uh, this year we uh, we went traditional this year. Um, traditional in the fact that we did turkey stuffing. Um, non-traditional, we did two turkeys and two stuffing for about maybe 20 people. I was going to say, you're going to need went, least two. We went a little overboard this year. We did yeah. two 20-pound turkeys, which is a little bit overkill. But You roast them or did you fry one? Uh, we slow roasted one and we fried the other. We all get together and we do different appetizers. Uh, this year we had some interesting ones. We did some cheesesteak spring rolls and we did some bang bang shrimp. My mother-in-law always makes uh, stuffed olives, which is a, a meatball with an olive and bread it and deep fried. Way to bring it, Chef. Thanks for talking to us today. No Appreciate problem. that Thank you very much. Let's go on to Mr. Asparagus over here, Matt Esham. How you doing, Chef? Hoy hoy. Tell doing us a little well. bit about your Thanksgiving, brother. How'd it go? It went really well. It was great. Our dinner's pretty traditional, I would say. Um, but we always include, you know, we have mac and cheese stuffing, most of the sides. I would say where maybe we fall a little bit out of the traditional sort of things is like my uncle is a big outdoorsman. So we always have some kind of rockfish or some venison or some fresh crab meat that had been left, you know, that he had frozen from the summer. Everybody else's Thanksgiving sounded a lot more hooked up than mine. Well, I got the pickiest family in the world, man. We just had turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy. Some roasted uh, Brussels sprouts, which I managed to kind of force in there the last <laughs> couple of years. But I got to put a ton of bacon on her. They don't eat it. Got rid of the green bean casserole this year, finally. I, I, I was kind of crying about it because I love green bean casserole, but everybody everybody loves the Brussels sprouts now, you know? Yeah, Brussels sprouts Brussels are great sprouts when you cook them right. That's right. But you all have sound like you have a, a nice hooked-up Thanksgiving, so I'm going to have to either tweak mine next year to get some new stuff on the table or I'm just going to come to your house. Yes. Thank you, guys. All right, Appreciate one more you, thing. What's if up? I make chitterlings, would y'all try some? Yes. Y'all <laughs> lying, y'all lying. What a cast of characters we have back there. I love working with those guys every day. It was really cool to hear how they brought some chef skills to their own Thanksgivings and to hear about the different types of foods that they hook up. I think I may have to get back into that green bean casserole because that was a tradition for so many years, but I can't ignore the mighty Brussels sprout. It's good stuff. Love the bacon with it. That'll do it for us on Feeding the Birds. Really appreciate you listening. Once again, if you want to find out more about what we do, please listen to us on iTunes, and you can rate us, please. Also, I'm going to plug my Instagram once again. It's chef.tim.phl.eagles, and you can check out everything we're hooking up in the cafe here. I also want to say a happy holidays to everybody who listens to this podcast. Thank you so much for being a fan of not only the Philadelphia Eagles, but of yours truly. So 
so that's it for us on Feeding the Birds. Why don't you join us next time when we step off the field and take a look at what's on the plate. When I was growing up, my mom would make me an ice cream milkshake every night, super heavy, so that I could freaking gain weight. Um, Yeah, but guilty pleasures now would my wife is Mexican and has to be Mexican food. I could do tacos at every single meal of the day. I could do queso every meal of the day, guac and chips, salsa. Oh my gosh, yeah, she does a great job. I am. 